0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Cine-ish. We've got a freshly popped episode for you discussing the latest in entertainment, news, reviews, reaction, analysis, and so much more. This is a perfect time to tell you uh, as we welcome in 2024, which is going to be the best year for everyone. Uh, At least I hope so. Anyway, including us here on the show, we wanted to tell you a little bit about our YouTube membership because not a lot of people have. So over on our YouTube channel, you can find different membership options. You can support us at various different tiers. Uh, Kind of whatever support you can give is much appreciated as we head into the new year. One of the cool new features that we're going to be adding is uh, members are going to be Uh, able to get access to the full recording of the Cine-ish episodes on our YouTube channel at The Borough Media. So the links will be down in the description below if you're listening on any podcasting app, or they're going to be pinned in our YouTube comments as well uh, of this video. So um, without further ado, we have a lot of news to get into as we begin the new year. There are some It's been a light week, but there are some pretty big headlines, and then we're also going to be talking about our most anticipated movies of 2024, what to be on the lookout for related to film and television, so stay tuned for all of that. We have got no new review for you this week, but we are going to get into the news, so without further ado, let's begin. So, The Walking Dead star and Invincible star, Steven Yeun, has apologized to fans after exiting Marvel's Thunderbolts, which is going to come out in 2025, but he still wants to be a part of a Marvel movie one day, he says. Uh, the Walking Dead and Invincible star has apologized for quitting the MCU, but assured fans he definitely wants to do Marvel projects in the future. Speaking to Variety, Young confirmed that it was shifting schedules due to the SAG after a strike earlier in 2023 that caused a huge reshuffle Uh, with the dual writer and actor Strike. He said, quote, I think for me, time passing and things shifting kind of pulled me out of it. But Jake, I know, is going to do an incredible job giving fans hope for the future. Yun added plainly, I want to do a Marvel movie. So he was pretty candid about his excitement to do that role and his excitement for any future MCU projects. But we wish him the best, and I hope to see him in more things in 2024 and beyond. Blumhouse. And Atomic Monster, the merger of the horror supergiants is now completed. So for those of you who are fans of James Wan's production company, Atomic Monster, and Blumhouse Films, of course, with Jason Blum, the two preeminent production companies working in horror have now completed their long-awaited merger, which Blum announced on Tuesday. Our deal is done, he said. Um, so this was pretty exciting news. The merger comes ahead of the new release, Night Swim, which is in theaters this week in the, su- the Supernatural lore pick, uh, marking the first directorial debut of Bryce McGuire, who is uh, produced, Night Swim is produced by both companies, Atomic Monster and Blumhouse, and it stars Wyatt Russell and Kerry Condon. Um, it hits theaters via Universal Pictures on January 5th. Under the merger, the companies will continue to operate as separate labels. So they're still going to have their own unique identities, which I think is really important to kind of give people a sense of tone of where a movie is coming or originating from. The Alliance is expected to increase their combined output with Atomic Monster to utilize Blumhouse's existing infrastructure to scale its activities more across film. Television and new content areas, including games, live experiences, and audio. Now, uh, one of the things that we had talked about, and one of the cool things I think Atomic Monster is doing, is actually expanding more into the experience market, uh, should we call it, which is basically just live events. Um, You know, gaming, I think, is a huge market. Obviously, it's, you know, grown bigger even than TV and film combined. And so I think that the shift to kind of get into a market that is relatively untapped. I mean, you have the few outlier concert films or musical events um, like Mean Girls coming to theaters later this month. But I think this gives Atomic Monster and Blumhouse a unique vision and kind of a sharper focus for the future, um, especially in the genre of horror. You know, genre filmmaking is hard to do. And so by these two mergers teaming up, I'm excited to see what comes of it in the future. And in other major news this week, the 1928 version of Mickey Mouse has entered the public domain on Monday, and indie horror producers are wasting absolutely no time in capitalizing on that. Uh, Stephen Lamart is set to direct an untitled horror comedy based on Mickey's cartoon debut, which of course is Steamboat Willie, kind of lacks the white gloves that we've associated with Mickey Mouse for so long. Uh, Mickey's cartoon debut was uh, in 1928 uh, with Steamboat Willie. So uh, in this new horror movie, uh, a sadistic mouse will torment a group of unsuspecting ferry passengers. Production is set to begin for this in the spring. Lamort said, quote, Steamboat Willie has brought joy to generations, but beneath that cheerful exterior lies a potential for pure, unhinged terror. Now, I must tell you, if you know Mickey Mouse was coming at me, in an alleyway, I'd be pretty frightened too. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. And as more of these, you know, copyrighted uh, revolutionary cartoon figures start becoming, um, start entering the public domain where people are able to create off of it, uh, I'm really excited to see them tap into something that maybe isn't the exact opposite of the purpose that they were created for. Obviously, we had Win- Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. But uh, now we're getting the Steamboat Willie project, and I'm excited for the future of how how do we make this a drama? How do we make Steamboat Willie? How do we make Winnie the Pooh just a cold, hard PG-13, potentially even our drama? I want to see it. But it is important to note that Disney still holds the copyright to the later versions of Mickey and Minnie Mouse, even though this 1928 version is uh, no longer copyrighted. Um, Those, and uh, traditionally what we would think of as Disney's version of uh, present-day Mickey Mouse, is still under copyright laws, so it'll be a while before we get to that. And I know we all love a good TV show around here, so let's talk about some of the most anticipated TV shows in 2024. We have The Return of Bridgerton and new premieres like Fallout, for instance, uh, in The Wings. So the first TV show that I want to point out, one that probably surprised everyone with their trailer, was Disney and Hulu's Echo, uh, which shockingly took a turn into the more violent kind of undertones of shows like Daredevil on Netflix, um, showing that more hard-edged kingpin that we have come to know and love from, uh, from Vincent D'Onofrio. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see ultimately what they do with Echo. It seems like they're sticking pretty hard into that TVMA kind of edgy rating. On February 2nd, we have Donald Glover's Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Prime Video. So this is kind of Donald Glover's rendition of a modern day Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And that debuts on February 2nd, just in time for Valentine's Day. Can't wait to see what that's all about. A pretty big one is Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix. This is kind of the live action reincarnation of this show um and so you know obviously the film came out uh from m night Shyamalan not that long ago but it feels like forever ago and it was panned you know by the audience by the fans of avatar And so I'm really excited to see what Netflix cooks up for this release on February 22nd. For those of you Walking Dead fans, Rick Grimes and Michonne are back for The Walking Dead, the ones who live on AMC on February 25th. It's more than five years after Rick Grimes, uh, played by the iconic Andrew Lincoln, departed The Walking Dead in a mysterious helicopter and we'll finally learn what happened. Coming in April, we have Fallout on Prime Video, which we previously mentioned. The trailer looks promising, so ultimately I'm pretty excited for this. We also have The Return of Bridgerton season three on Netflix on May 16th. So fans of Bridgerton, get ready for that. This summer is no exception to big hitter shows, and that includes House of the Dragon season two. I was so stoked that they were able to kind of blow past the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strikes and move forward with production on season two. And we're going to get it sometime in summer of 2024. The exact release date is to be determined, but it's been shot. Then over in November, we have Arcane season two. So I've watched a few episodes of Arcane on Netflix and... I haven't gotten into it, kind of gotten into the swing of the show yet, although I hear it's absolutely incredible, and from what I've seen, it certainly does a good job at building that story based off of the League of Legends universe, and in November of this year, we're actually going to get our hands on Season 2 of Arcane, so you have that to look forward to. Also, should I mention, The Boys Season 4 is supposed to be coming out sometime in 2024, so we have Prime Video to thank for that. We'll uh, just have to wait for an official trailer. We got a teaser trailer, which looked pretty awesome. You can check out our reaction on the channel right now and let me know what you thought of it. And as far as films this year, you know, there are a lot of films. Granted, we're in kind of this dead period with the MCU and DCU, respectively. Both of them have limited projects coming out. One thing that I can say for sure is on my radar is Deadpool 3 from Marvel and 20th Century Studios. Uh, Really excited to see how that project turns out and to see how many cameos that we can shove in there from the beloved X-Men universe that I grew up watching. In February, we have Argyle. This is the latest directed by Matthew Vaughn, and it stars Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Henry Cavill, John Cena. There are so many stars attached to this project, and historically, I appreciate Matthew Vaughn's work. I think Kingsman is absolutely incredible. And I'm really looking forward to this adding to that kind of Matthew Vaughn verse that we've gotten in the previous years. So we'll just have to see how it turns out. The release date for that one is February 2nd, 2024. Perhaps my most anticipated right now, though, is a little movie called Dune 2, directed by Denis Villeneuve. It comes out on March 1st, 2024. And you know, you shouldn't be too hard-pressed to, to know this about me, but I like seeing my movies on the big screen, and that is why I'm super excited about Dune Part 2, because the last one, while I did see it in a theater, I didn't get to enrich my experience with the Dolby Atmos viewing, and that is exactly what I'm going to be correcting this time around when I go see it in Dolby Cinema on March 1st. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily super excited about this next film, but uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, The New Empire. It's supposed to release in April of 2024, April 12th more specifically. It's directed by Adam Wingard uh, and it stars Dan Stevens, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, um, and a lot of other names attached to that project. I can't say that I'm super pumped about this, especially not after seeing Godzilla Minus One from Toho International because that movie is absolutely firing on all cylinders, on an emotional level, on an action level. It just has everything that you could ever want from a monster flick, to be honest. Any any type of monster flick, Godzilla Minus One has it all. And I, I really appreciate what they did with that film. So it's gonna be hard to follow it up. And I'm wondering, am I going to root for the characters or am I gonna root for the monsters like I do in every other mainstream Hollywood monster movie? We'll just have to wait and see. And what was supposed to come out this year was Luca Guadagnino's Challengers. That is the one starring Zendaya and Josh O'Connor. And what, what else can I say about this movie? It's gonna be an indie darling. Uh, it'll probably fly under the radar at this point for awards if it's releasing in April, which is unfortunate, but you could have an upset like Everything Everywhere All At Once managed to strike a couple of years ago when they had a March release date. So we'll just have to wait and see. Needless to say, I think Luca is one of my favorite directors working today. Just such a unique tone and unique atmosphere that he builds in his movies. And uh, this one looks to be no different than everything else that we've seen out of uh, his filmography of late. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm really excited just to see Zendaya do something different, spice it up a little bit. You know, we have her in the MCU playing MJ, but we also have her in Euphoria. And I'm kind of just looking for something more. Um, She'll obviously be a big part of Dune 2 as well, but I think the spotlight is solely going to be on her in this film, and that's what I'm most excited about. And that is coming out April 26, 2024. Alex Garland's next film is also coming out on April 26, 2024, so we're eating good that day. And that is Civil War, starring Kirsten Dunst and uh, Jesse Plemons, for instance. Uh, You have Nick Offerman playing the President of the United States as well. It was a really shocking trailer, especially in our political climate today. So I'm really excited to see how they take that kind of vibe and apply it to a large-scale motion picture. Um, But it looks absolutely like eventful and terrifying at the same time. So I'm kind of excited to see what his take on what a civil war would look like. And I, I really think he is... One of the few people that probably has the right kind of tone for something like this, especially after seeing Ex Machina, Annihilation. I didn't see Men, um, which was his last feature film, but uh, I heard it was pretty mixed. Nonetheless, he has a really unique tone for a filmmaker, and I'm excited to see what he does in the Civil War. May 3rd, you have The Fall Guy with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt, which is probably my most anticipated uh, pick for May just because Ryan Gosling is such on a on a high right now, you know, floating off of the Barbie success. And I, I'm really excited to see what he does in the future. And this just looks to be another thing that we can all like gush at Ryan Gosling about on the screen. So I'm excited for that. In May, I'm also excited to see what George Miller does with Furiosa Mad Max Saga. Obviously, the title character Furiosa is now played by Anya Taylor-Joy, so that's a little bit different. But the movie you know, has a beautiful cast surrounding it, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Burke. Um, so there are plenty of people there to round out the fabulous cast. And I think Anya Taylor-Joy, I'm, I'm excited to see what she does with that role. Um, she'll play a younger version of the war-rig-driven badass uh, Furiosa in this prequel to Mad Max Fury Road, one of the best films of the century so far, as rated by... A plethora of critics and critics' associations. And for those of you who are big John Wick fans, you might be wondering where that ballerina film is at. It's the spinoff of the John Wick universe, directed by Len Wiseman, uh, starring Ana de Armas, Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane, Lance Reddick. And don't worry, that is coming out in June, so we have that to look forward to a little later in this year, as well as Bad Boys 4. So those are two that I'm really looking forward to in that month. You Also, have a quiet place day one. Uh, this is kind of the spin off of the mainline A Quiet Place universe. Uh, it's gonna, you know, take place during the first day of the alien invasion, and needless to say, it has a, an absolutely brilliant cast behind it. Um, you have joseph quinn you have alex wolf you have uh, the amazing Lapita nyong'o to thank for this movie so i think the cast um rather than the actual storyline itself taking place in the quiet place universe being uh solely focused on day one of the invasion i think that that's a less interesting premise than actually seeing these actors work in this play box so i'm excited to see what they do for that one let us know what you think of that. So we already obviously talked about Deadpool 3, which is going to come out late in the summer this year. What we didn't talk about was Lee Isaac Chung's Twisters, which is going to come out July 19, 2024, starring uh, Daisy Edgar Jones and Glenn Powell. There's not much that I can say about this movie because not a lot of details have been released, but I think they're going the requel direction where they're not entirely remaking it. Um, but so far, none of the original cast is coming back for this Helen Hunt. I don't see her on any list. Um, and obviously the late Bill Paxton, uh, who did incredible work in the first one won't be returning for this, but I'm excited to see how they follow it up. And I think, you know, having Jones and having Powell there specifically is really going to give this film an extra boost. And then as we start to end the summer blockbuster season, we get Fede Alvarez's untitled alien movie, which I think does have a title now you'll have to fact check me on that. But uh, I love this universe. I'm excited for it not to be in the hands of Ridley Scott. Um, I, I'm i okay with Prometheus, but I think Alien Covenant was such a giant misstep um, for everything that he was trying to do. Uh, you know, they 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 had started that with the intention, Scott started that with the intention of kind of giving people more lore on the alien universe. And what it turned into was, well, that didn't work. So we're going to completely abandon everything that we just worked on to kind of get it closer to the mainline series again. So I'm excited to be entirely removed from that, entirely removed from Ellen Ripley, and to just get a straight horror film, because that's what you know is coming from Fede Alvarez. In September, we have the best film of the year coming out. And that, of course, is Saw 11. Just kidding. There is a new Saw movie coming out in September that was greenlit. But I'm talking about Beetlejuice 2, starring Michael Keaton, Wynoda Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, and Jenna Ortega, which is set to release on the 6th of September. That movie, it being directed by Tim Burton again, along with the cast returning with the addition of Jenna Ortega, has got me super pumped for this movie. And uh, let's just hope that, um, you know, no one's doing naughty shit in the theater like uh, some House of Representatives are. The last two on this list that I'm absolutely pumped about are two that not a lot of people would probably expect me to be as excited for. The first one is uh, Todd Phillips' Joker uh, follow-up from 2019, Fully Ado. That is coming out on October 4th, starring Joaquin Phoenix, returning as Arthur Fleck, or just the Joker now, probably, and Lady Gaga. Boy, oh boy, did I hate that movie. (laughs) I hated it with a fiery passion for everything. I think the filmmaking technique behind that movie is magnificent. It's hard to underscore that aspect of the film, but I think everything that it stands on is faulty and just unsettling to the point where it's not enjoyable. Nonetheless, returning to that universe with Lady Gaga, with a musical, I think it could be a lot of fun. We'll just have to wait and see what the trailer brings out. The other one that I wanted to mention that not a lot of people would probably expect would be on my most anticipated is coming out in December, and that is The Karate Kid. Now, they just started casting for this film. They uh, put out uh, you know a huge search for a new actor to come in and kind of hone the the mantle for this new movie. And uh, that aspect of the casting really excited me, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what they do with that come December. The last one that I want to bring up that's coming out on Christmas Day is Robert Edgar's new film, Nosferatu. So obviously he's remaking an iconic horror film, um, and there's not much that I can say about this other than that It has a stellar cast. I mean, Bill Skarsgård, Nicholas Holt, uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Willem Dafoe, of course, and then you have Lily Rose Depp in there as well. Uh, Robert Eggers is ultimately probably another one of my favorite filmmakers working today just because there hasn't been a movie that I've seen from him that I've not liked. I've, I've at least liked everything that I've seen, even if I don't quite understand it, like when I saw The Lighthouse, for instance. But I love The Witch. I I love The Northman. I think those are two epics, and they are working on an entire different genre level. But the way he's able to incorporate, you know, that dark, moody atmosphere into his films, I think is really unique. And it's unique not just for horror, too. We got a little bit of it in uh, The Northman, you know, where it was this dark mythology kind of intertwined with action. And I thought it was epic on another level. So I'm really looking forward to see what he does with this film. But what are some of your most anticipated films? Let us know down in the comments below. I'll put up a poll. You can uh, go ahead and send in all of your uh, all of your picks for your top things that you're looking forward to whether it be TV or film in the year of 2024. Now, finally before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to you know, bring back a segment that we almost abandoned last year, not gonna lie. And that is what to watch this weekend. Um, Because there was just so much releasing at the end of the year that I was like, this is too overwhelming for me. So I could only imagine how everyone else feels that's not necessarily paying attention to all of these things. This weekend, you have the Golden Globe Awards, the 81st Golden Globe Awards, I should say on CBS and Paramount Plus. So you have that if you want to tune in and see how that dumpster fire is doing. I know I'll probably be looking into it a little bit because I think it, while a lot of pundits and film critics call out the show rightfully on everything that they get wrong and it being more commercialized than something like the Oscars. I do think that it has a place in award season, just because it's that extra little bit of coverage that that show grants to the films that are in contention for the Academy Awards. So, um, you know, I'm sure that I'll be tuning in for at least a little bit of it. Uh, you'll have to let me know if you're going to be as well. Um, you have Good Grief on Netflix. It's a drama and comedy. It premieres on Friday, January 5th. Uh, Dan Levy wrote, directed, and stars in Good Grief. Uh, but don't expect a straight up comedy. Levy told Netflix, ta A lot of people think I'm a comic and I'm not. So that's kind of edgy. I'm looking forward to see what that's all about. Over on Peacock, you have America's Got Talent Fantasy League, which premiered on Monday, January 1st. You also have The Holdovers now streaming on Peacock. Uh, The Holdovers is an instant classic. I don't want to spoil too much of my top five list of the year or what you guys voted for, for the best of 2023 in film and television. But I can tell you the holdovers is coming in strong on both of those lists. So stay uh, stay tuned for that. That'll hopefully be releasing in the middle of the month here in the next couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for the best of 2023. Um, we're super excited to share that with everyone. And those are just some of the things that you can look forward to this weekend. Obviously, Night Swim releases in theaters wide on January 5th. I don't know if I'm going to make it out to see Night Swim, but I am going to see The Color Purple because it's one of the last few films that I have to watch this season for the awards race. Um, that and Anatomy of the Fall are two that I need to catch up on to really feel like I have a, I have an opinion when it comes to what might be winning some awards recognition later on in the year. But uh, I wanted to thank you so much for giving us absolutely record-breaking 2023 right here on our YouTube channel and our podcast. Thank you for everyone who's listening and for your continued support. Like I said, you can join our YouTube membership. It's going to be linked down in the description um, of the podcast or of the video you're watching either or. And uh, I'm, I'm super humbled and grateful for everyone Uh, that has stuck by us all these years. I finally feel like I have a vision. Also, be on the lookout for our Saltburn video essay. It should be coming out in the next few days here. Um, I'm really excited to give that movie an in-depth look, especially as it's kind of blowing up on TikTok, blowing up everywhere. Um, And Saltburn also is in contention for the best of 2023 on our list and my personal list. So stay tuned for that later in the month. I'm so excited for 2024, you guys. There's so much great content coming out this year. Uh, We have kind of a renewed sense of purpose, if you will, on what we're doing here on TBR Media and Cine-ish. And I look forward to bringing you along the journey with us. So without further ado, wherever you are in the multiverse, take care.